From Magpie 24 7, it's time for the NE1 for Bacon Podcast with your hosts, Kyle Thompson and Paul Rudder. By fans, for fans. How's the bacon, did you say? What's happening, everyone? It's Kyle for the Anyone for Bacon podcast. And we're here again. Um, sad to say, um, Newcastle lose three goals to Arsenal. And Paul, we're sick of doing these type of podcasts. I mean, I've been wow. listening to a couple across the board, a lot are very frustrated, um, like we are, but we're sick of saying the same things. We're sick of calling out the same problems for them not to be taken. Same apart. shit. Yeah, same shit, different day, mate. Honestly, it's like it's like the movie Groundhog Day. It really is. All we need is fucking Bill Murray, and um, you know we're we're okay to go. We game to go. It's yet again we turn up. Uh, I mean, I was joking on before the game about um, receiving a, a COVID fine for an unnecessary travel, and again, it, it is unnecessary travel. It's not worth the fuss. It's not worth taking your pants off for. All of them old sayings come, come to, to the gloves. forefront. Yeah, or gloves for that matter. Um, I mean, hey, it might it might come it might come to pants and stuff shortly if he's got the gloves <laughs> and he might take I'll take my shirt off, trousers. He's a bit of a strip tease, and that might be the old. Uh... <laughs> would surprise us, mate, with how fucking oh, no, no, would mate. But the the club mate is in a state of. Uh, flux. It's a complete clusterfuck from top to bottom. We are sinking to the bottom of the sea like an, a stone. And the only reason, mate, we're still in the position we are in the league is the uncanny um, <laughs> abilities of the team below us to be even more shit. We're all shit. They're just a slightly stronger smell of shit. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it, mate. I mean, uh, West Brom... Nothing to be proud about, though. West Brom lost, uh, Fulham ought to play Man United tomorrow. Um, so hopefully uh, we can get away with another one. But we're running out of chances, man. I mean, this is it's nine nine games without a goal in open play, Paul. And even You're game, asking for too much. Even, come on, come on. Don't be asking for too much. You're banging on about Champions League football. Come on. <laughs> Just a goal would be nice, mate. A goal in open play. Uh, no goals shot on play in nine games. One goal entirely in nine games. I mean, I'm beyond angry. I'm beyond angry. I am beyond angry to the point where I was saying to you before we came on. I actually got up this morning and and like some sort of uh, sicko who enjoys being punished and tortured. I actually rewatched the entire game. Jesus Christ, Paul. again, yeah. And just to sit there and just to see what, because obviously during the match, I'm very much like I'm at the stadium, I'm jumping up and down, I'm heading the ball, I'm screaming at Steve Bruce to fucking do something for the love of Christ. I'm telling the world how shit uh, Emil Kraft is and, 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 you know, and that sort of thing. But watching it back the second time with um, the perspective of I know we were going to be absolutely fucked in the second half, just like we were last season. Um, but it puts it into stark, 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 um, you know, black and white. We are absolutely fucking dreadful. We've got a defence that can't defend. We've got a midfield that can't defend or, or, or you know, attack or cross a ball or pass a ball. And we've got a, an attacker who is stopping making the runs. They're not making the runs. They're not getting the shots. We had one shot on target yesterday, mate. Criminal in a game of football. If you're not taking shots at target, you're not going to score goals. 
and you're not going to win football matches. No, well, how many times this season have we said those zero shots on target or not looking like we're threatening the goal? Like, you've got Steve Bruce in his press conferences before the game. Oh, I'm going to do it my way now. We're going to, we're going to, um, the gloves are off. I mean, as I've put in the um, sleeves up, gloves off, everything's still the same. And something that stuck with me during uh, the game, the commentator said, different players, different formation problems. And it's just a recurring theme every single week with Steve Bruce. It's yep. it's persistent. The only thing he's consistent at is we're consistently looking out of our depth, shit. looking consistently shit, just not just not playing the right way at all. His answer was throw a couple of bodies up. And one thing I don't think that's been mentioned on the other podcasts is that look at how look at the gaps between between the players, mate. There's 10, 20 yards between players. How are you meant to play passing football when the gaps between the players are 20, 30 yards at, 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 at the best of times? The gap yeah. between the defence and the midfield is a good 20, 30 yards, mate. You can't play passing football yeah. like that. You can only play one type of football and that's boot the ball up and Arsenal had a match for that. Every team has a match for that. It's 20 years out of date, man. Yeah, and, and that's the problem. Our manager's 20 years out of date. And and to be fair, I felt the, I told you at, at the time yesterday because you were like, well, it's, it's going reasonably well. It's goalless. But even the way they walked out, mate, at the dressing rooms yesterday, there's nobody talking to each other. Everybody stood by themselves. It's all separate. There's no team spirit. And you go back to that game and that uh, clip, you know, the Leicester game where Rafa's in charge, and you see players jumping the likes of John Joe Shelby, Paul Dummett and co jumping into tackles like every last ball meant something. Now we were told and we were fed throughout the week that there was going to be a change in formation, a change in attitude and this, that, uh, this, that and the other. There was, there was none. There was, it was absolutely zero chance. Like you say, there was a slight titivation with the formation to a 4-4-2. And, and to be fair, even Mike fucking Bassett against Argentina got some sort of reaction in a victory when he changed to four four fucking two. But Steve Bruce couldn't even muster that. If if he reckons that is a reaction, he needs to give his head a shake. He wants to watch that Leicester game back as as an, uh, an example of what these players are capable capable of doing when they are organised correctly, when they are motivated correctly, when they are disciplined correctly, when they are trained correctly, when um when we're able to pass the ball look, watch the match back I implore anybody, watch the match back yesterday and apart from the old attempt for a glamorous Hollywood ball tell me where the crosses were coming from, tell me how many corners that we took that that weren't in a fucking embarrassment honestly, my little my little one, right, she's, she's in foundation stage at school, she can cross a ball better than Newcastle can she can take a corner better than what Newcastle can we can't take throw-ins. We t- can't cross a ball. We can't take a set-piece. Uh, the thing is, you, you say, oh, all right, good. We've worked a corner now. Great. No, it's like a pass fucking back. It's it's so, so... It's it's embarrassing watching the game back. It's embarrassing watching Newcastle. And it's embarrassing us still getting caught out time and time and time again down the full-backs. And there were some players yesterday. I know me and you, we don't score players anymore. We've done so in the past. We don't do it at the moment because there's enough people out there. And I was watching Lee Ryder's um, scores that he give out and this, that and the other. And I'm looking at them and um, also as well, um, 
uh, Rafe's one, Steve Rafe's one. Um, some shocking numbers on there, but if we were giving out scores, there'd be some zeros in the, in the performances from yesterday. That that low, pathetic, and um, the worst thing about it is you've got Steve Bruce standing at the side, mate. He's not doing anything. He's not he's not um, managing uh, them. He's not motivating them. Uh, and the glaring obvious problems that you can see all over the pitch and players playing so terribly and then not being challenged, not being held to account. There's no Jamal LaSalle's like he used to do, kicking off and 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 throwing an investigation in in in, in the uh, in the change room. There's none of that, mate. It is no. like it is like you've gone beyond anger, and he's just they're literally down tools and they're going through going through the motions. But I could say yesterday there was changes that could have been made that would have made us more effective. And, and to be fair, in the first half, if They'd started so lackluster. If we'd have got about them, then we potentially could have scored a goal or two. But if you can't be bothered, if you're not making the runs, if you're an Andy Carroll or a Callum Wilson up top, because you know, you know, if if you if the players are so far apart, if you if you're just literally looking after your little section and not tracking players running into space, if you're not doing any of that stuff, mate, don't be surprised when you get turned over. And the only surprise was that was that it was only three nil. And that wasn't five, six, or seven because again, and I just feel like every show it's couldn't it, it it's literally copy and paste. If it wasn't for Carl Darlow and a couple of last that you know decent uh, blocks and players putting bodies on the line from the centre backs, then it could have and it probably should have been five, six, or seven. The golfing class against the worst Arsenal team I've seen in twenty years and yeah. Newcastle at the moment. Is fucking huge. It is. It's diameter. I mean, you were saying the motivation of the players. That honestly, mate, they look about as motivated as a vegetarian in a, in a butcher's. That's how motivated they look. Yeah. It's it's absolutely ridiculous, man. How unmotivated the players look. They're just they're basically like lambs to the slaughter when they walk on that pitch. Every single week, it's the same. I mean, how many times this season have we said it could have been five or six, it could have been seven? A good team today would have beat with for seven or eight. Like, how many more times does this have to happen? And Bruce is saying in his uh, post-match presser, this can happen to a team lower mid-table. Not like this. Like, even Sheffield United have played decent games in the last eight games. How they beat us? Do you know what I mean? Teams at the bottom of the league yeah. don't play like our teams that get relegated play like we do in fact i've seen us get relegated twice paul and i haven't seen we play that bad over mm. the whole season look look at west brom mate right they went uh through the wolves right now if we'd conceded two goals against wolves right i'm telling you for a fact that we would lose that match because if we concede more than one goal there's not a chance of us getting anything out of a game at the moment the way that we are set up the way that we play and our mentality and everything but West Brom with Sam fucking Allardyce can go down to uh, play Wolves and they can beat them 3-2 you look at Fulham going to places and being hard to beat difficult to beat you know they play Manchester United and you, you sit there and think it's not a foregone conclusion that Manchester United are going to win that one. I pray that they do. It's probably one of the few rare times I want to hope for a Manchester United win. Yeah. Um, but 
these other teams aren't rolling over. I, I do still think Sheffield United are gone with the greatest of respect. I've got good friends who are Sheffield United yeah, supporters. Definitely. I've worked with Sheffield United uh, supporting fans. They even say themselves, we're down, we're as good as down, and it's all about using the money that they've generated over these um, you know, two seasons up to have another go at getting back into the Premier League. That's all it is for them. They're virtually gone. Um, but those other two places, with us sinking like a stone, and other teams shown a little bit of something, and they've got money to spend, mate, which we don't, thanks to an update today off Keith Downey, who said there's no money to spend in Newcastle. Um, it's it's worrying. It is really, really, really worrying. Because, like I said before, with the exception of the goalkeepers, which I think we've got some fantastic keepers, mate, our defence is not defending. Our midfield is not uh, defending or attacking or passing or doing anything. We'll get on, 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 on to players uh, later on. And like I said, the attack, they stopped running. They're, they're literally fed up. And um, the, 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 you know, the, they're putting on a shift in to, to a degree. But, you know, Callum Wilson's goals has dried up. You've got Andy Carroll who scored one goal in 10 years for us or something like that. It, it, it's, it's not good. It's not the right ingredients. And then you've got players like Dwight Gale who are just mysteriously missing without... A rhyme or explanation, but like like I said, if I was the police last night, I'd have gone out as the players got back onto the coach and I'd have found every one of the bastards for um, a pointless trip and breaking COVID rules. I really would, and that's on top of the Sheffield United uh, performance, which I also would have fined you for because um, it, it's it's disgraceful. And, and the Chronicle got it right. It's a disgrace to the shirt and it's a disgrace to, to the badge. I would absolutely bleed it, black and white. I was almost in tears second half. It hurts. It hurts like a knife for your heart. Nine games. He reckons we played better. Well, we played better than Sheffield. And then he had the, the audacity to say if it wasn't if it wasn't for a penalty uh, and, and, and a red card and it was a dodgy penalty, then we would have got something out of Sheffield United. This is the man who set up not to lose against Sheffield United and lost against Sheffield United. It's oh, no. it's bizarre. It, honestly, mate, I, I I think I think he's he's like he's he's proper mental. He's proper mentally lost the plot. I mean we've took the piss out of Joe Kinnear for being like you need to go to a retirement home. You, you honestly you've gone past your sell by date and it's better just say, save a bit of dignity. He says one thing, he does the other. He does more than pledge and he comes out with more statements about hope and the likes than 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 anybody else I know. It's the same old tired cliche cliches and bullshit and rolling your sleeves up and stuff like that. Um, and, and you have to laugh that, that he was on about well we'll have to roll our sleeves up and then the cut to the players who were all wearing short sleeves um, fucking jerseys. <laughs> I'm like you're, you're, even even that was an insult to me. I thought somebody's just taking the piss. Somebody's no, taking the piss. And even on that Farley TV today, it was he was like even he was taking the piss, and yeah, you have to laugh because obviously it's it, it's funny, but it hurts because it, it's it's our club and it's our city, and 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 he's sitting there going, uh, he's speaking to the chairman, and he's like, oh no, I can't take a five year contract, please don't let me stay here, and all this sort of thing. 
I, it, I think it, I would it needs, rock, it could have done with change. a prod cost me if they give him a five year contract. Honestly, I don't think I could call five years. I think I think that would be Magpie twenty four seven in the bin league. <laughs> Some way be able to stick around, but I'm not. <laughs> Everybody would go around like, licking bin lids to try and catch bloody COVID <laughs> at that point. Honestly, it really bloody would. But it's it's just that the club. We again we talked about this off off camera as, as we were just literally getting ready and, and, and getting set up. Yeah. The problems made go beyond Steve Bruce, in all honesty. Not if cool. we get rid, if we get rid of, of Steve Bruce now, which we should have done after Sheffield United, he should never have had the job. We know that. But say after the Sheffield United game, he should have been fired on the spot if Charlie had a set of balls, right? But you get rid of the manager, and then all of a sudden, four to one favourite Mark Hughes uh, rocks up, who's no improvement. And, and he comes out and he's, he's, he's been speaking to the BBC about he's refreshed, he's taking a break, he's eager oh, for his next challenge. He's seen all the sort of things and he's a cheap manager. Unless unless there's major change at Newcastle, the problems are going to go up. We spoke, like I said, off camera. If you get rid of the manager and you bring in Mark Hughes, you're going to have the same issues and the same issues over and over again. The same problems, the same frustrations, the same lack of goals, the same shit results, right? If you get if you keep Steve Bruce, but then change some of the players, you can't change enough of the players to make a real difference. So that doesn't work. Um, and then if you just change the owner but keep the same players and the same manager, again you're going to get the same shit happening all the time because there's not been enough change. We need two thirds of the club to literally come in with a fresh broom and everything needs to be swept out. Gary Neville was on about the club, the the, the fact that the club is like cursed, it is depressing. It is dead. It is dull. He was going on Sky Sports talking about all these sort of things. And he's right. And the only way to do it is by getting at least rid of two out of the three major problems. Either the players who aren't good enough, and there's a lot of them on that park, and we'll touch on them shortly, Emil Crafts of the world, the Joe Lintons of this world, who aren't simply good enough. We need to get rid of the, the manager, then the management and the coaching's an issue and the ownership. If you can get rid of two out of three of those problems, then we might be able to start making progress until we do. So if you get rid of one of them, all you're doing is putting a stick and plaster on. But I agree that one is better than none because none equals certain relegation. 100%. If there's no changes, relegation. One change out of the three, then it's looking very, very ominous still to, to, to going down. There's a real, still a real danger. Well, you change two of them. Yeah, to change two of them things. I mean... You know? There's been positive whispers about um, Saudi Arabia and, and um, Taliban. The privacy laws obviously starting to iron themselves out. They're, that's the re that's the stuff at the minute. But that's dra that's dragging on for too long, mate. The arbitration and stuff. You could be looking middle of the year. We need to deal yeah. with the issue here and now. And the issue short term is Steve Bruce, mate. You kind of get rid of all the players and bring them back in, and like and bring different ones in. And like so, we've so, said, yeah. we've got a good enough squad to be in the top ten. We've just got a manager who's completely hapless, completely clueless, clueless, and spineless, and he needs to go. Yeah. That's if, if you get rid of Steve Bruce, right? It does not sort all of our problems out, right? It doesn't. We still got huge issues and a huge battle to stay up this year because we know he'll be replaced by a Mark Hughes, right? And I'm not saying keep all the say, Bruce. I'll get rid of him straight away. But it at least gives you a little bit percentage increase on the chances to stay up. What I'm saying is we're going to need at least two of those three things sorting out the players, the management and coaching, 
and the ownership, two out of three of them, to take this club forward. But in the very short term, we need to get rid of this man and get somebody in. But I understand all of those people who messaged me today, and I had quite a few messages, who else is going to come in with a, a potential takeover happening where they might change the, change the manager with no money, with working with the place? And, and to me, um, I still think that there is people out there who, who would tick the box. Nigel um, Pearson, yeah, uh, Nigel Pearson. I heard, uh, I think it was Shaggy was on about that, um, shouting quite strongly about uh, Nigel Pearson. I think that's a solid, sensible appointment because I, I think he would um, certainly shake things up at training, shake things up uh, with the players. I think he'd um, take them out of the comfort zone, take no bullshit. And I think at the, at the moment, I think one of the mistakes Steve Bruce has made is that the inmates are running the asylum. He's not putting any structured training in. There's no tactics. Uh, we've been shocking at crossing for I don't know how long. Are we working on that? Am I seeing improvement week in, week out? No, I am not. Um, so I think it would be a perfect short-term appointment. Uh, but longer term, I think there is others out there. Eddie Howe, we dillying and dallying and fucking around. Um, we're going to end up losing all the decent, credible candidates. You know, if... If a Rafa Benitez knew that the takeover was going to be coming through and happening, I'd move. I'd move heaven and earth, and I'd get him back. Um, th there is people out there who are more qualified. Personally speaking, if you've bought a Kinder Egg and put the toy together, you are more qualified than Steve Bruce to manage Newcastle United. <laughs> so I, I'd, I'd roll. I would. I'd roll the dice. At least change the one thing that we can. It's the manager and the coaches, and hope and pray that that little bit of change is enough to get us over the line this season. It should be with somebody competent, mate, in charge of the club. I mean, fuck me, even Alan Pardew got fifth on, on under under um, Ashley and Co. So it isn't an impossible task to put together no. a decent string of, of results. You've got Alan St. Maximum to come back. You've got Miggy, who was fantastic last night, my man of the match. Even when I watched it back this morning, Miggy for me, I know I've got a soft spot for Miggy, but he was fantastic. You've got Callum Wilson, who, if you can get him running like he was at the beginning of the season, is a fantastic goal scorer. We've got uh, you know, other good players. We've got a load of decent lower-end Premier League players and stuff as well. Jamal Lascelles has been talked about for England before. Kieran Clark's a fantastic defender. Federico Fernandez to come back in. Uh, Lewis was getting linked to Liverpool six months ago, so there's got to be more of a player there. We've got a couple of fantastic goalkeepers. Um, you know, if you go through the team, there are some good players there. Um, but <sighs> everything else, it's so messy. But uh, it comes back to the fact what me and you have said all along, mate. Steve Bruce, if he was any sort of a Geordie, and I agree, by the way, with what Kieran Dyer has been coming out in the week and said about um, managing local rivals and coming back to manage your, your hometown club, wink, wink. But if it was any sort of man-made, he would have said, this club's too precious to me to see it struggle and to see it in such a state. I will do the honourable thing. And as soon as the club managed to get another suitably experienced and qualified coach, I will go and I'll leave. No problem. Uh, and then give Lee Charney no excuses to be able to do what he needs to do and get a competent man in the dugout for the rest of the season before it's too late. Reacting when we when we're playing our opening game of the season next season away to Barnsley isn't going to cut mustard, mate. Action needs to be taken 
uh, needs to be taken now. So change the manager now. Uh, hopefully get new owners in the summer and let's move this football club along. But we've got to try everything in the meantime, mate, to stay up because we can't play football. Honestly, we can't play football. Uh, for me, it, it's got to be Nigel Pearson because he nearly did a miracle with Watford last season. He got them mobilised, he got them scoring goals and stuff and he got unfairly sucked, in my opinion, at Watford. Are you think- an ostrich? <laughs> You've got your head in the sand, but um, he would be my he'd be my short term choice on an interim basis. I think he would happily come in till the end of the season because he's got previous affiliation with Newcastle. Yeah. Um, I think he would happily come in, um, steady the ship because I don't. I think that's what Bruce's remit was to steady the ship, even though it was already it was already fine under Rafa. But he's he's rocked the boat well and truly. So for me, if Nigel Pearson wants to come in, mobilise, we'll steady the ship, keep up. And then with hope and praying that arbitration is successful, we can get the club get the club into takeover and stuff and get the takeover done and then go from there. But like you say, mate, even if they were to take over tomorrow, there'd be a massive, massive job on the hands because this has just been total neglect from Mike Ashley for a long, long time. I mean, I don't know if you've seen it, but Yedlin's been in the press saying how oh, the club spoke to one. Yeah. About his contract. I mean, he's been here since the championship season. Show him a bit of respect, man. They did exactly the same with Rafa. They've done it with Rondon when he was on loan. Jonas. Uh, yeah, they did it to Gutierrez. They did it to Ryan Taylor. They did it. They, they did it to uh, Rafa. I think I've already said. But the, yeah, not callback. They've done it to loads of people. And these and yeah. all not all them people were the best or whatever. Jack Callback in particular. But they deserve a bit of respect. You know what? What? what what's my future going to be? Where am I going to have to home my kids and stuff? Like little things like that. Do you know what I mean? It's just it's just a and, little and bit. And then you want them to run through a fucking wall. You, you 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 know what I mean? At the end of the day, if you don't, if you treat people, it's the same. Whatever job that you do, whoever's listening to this podcast, right? If you go in and you feel valued by your boss, by your employer, you will do an extra five to ten percent. Now, I've always tried to do that when I've been manager for for various people and different organisations and different things. I've always tried to make people feel valued, appreciated. I'll go out my way to tell people, you know, thank you for doing that. Um, you did that brilliantly well. I really appreciate you coming in a little bit early, staying back, doing this, doing that, doing the other. Because you get extra. People will run through a, a wall for you. But when it's just like, use Yedlin, perfect example. He's got a wife. He's got kids. He can't make any planning. There's no communication. There's no class. You want him to run through a brick wall for you. Why should he do anything for you when you won't do anything for him? And if the do say anything, it's Steve Bruce, who's the only person who talks at the club, saying something when he's got no real power. I think most of us would think if he's not sacked now, he'll be sacked at the, at the end of the season. Um, and it just goes to paint a picture of how messy things are behind the scenes at, at, at the club. Because we it's know that the, the is the seven players out of contract. You've got Dwight Gale was already turned around and said, no, you've left it too late. I'm I'm going to go on a free transfer. Fuck you. I'm not interested in talking to you about a new contract or anything else like that. And that's why he wasn't included in, in, in the squad. Despite the fact that after Callum Wilson, I'd argue he's our best striker. Um, I'd say so too. Yep. Yeah, but the club is in an absolute um, shower, shower of shit. It is absolutely vile from top to bottom, it's rotten and, and, and it's just rudderless. The, the man who's in day-to-day operations 
when did you last hear from him? Um, he, he talks about communicating more with fans and then actually communicates less. Mike Ashley talks about not making the mistakes of the past. We won't be relying on luck. We won't be riding by the seat of our pants. But yeah, then we, we, we do that. Um, we, have the world, yeah, we have the world's worst PR company running it, Keith Bishop. I mean, does he even know how, how to, to put slip on shoes on? I doubt it. I really, really do. Um, so, uh, yeah, again, the club is rotten in every which way. The only thing that the club is doing proactively and really pushing for is the takeover. And that is only because it suits one man and one man only, and that is Mike Ashley, because he needs the cash to prop up his tat empire. And that's the only reason, mate. Uh, mm-hmm. But all, all this waiting until we're in the relegation zone. We're in a relegation fight now, mate. 100% well, promise you. 100%. They will pick up eventually. We will run out of luck in that department. But where's the next win going to come from, Paul? Where's the next goal going to come from? For me, it's just not happening at all. There's not... Like, Bruce keeps saying, um, oh, we're going to... We'll have to keep plugging away and we'll eventually get there. But he keeps trying the same shit. And as we've said many at time on this podcast, Albert Einstein, definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. And that's literally what yep. Steve Bruce does. So He's who, to who, you, who are you going to listen to? Albert fucking Einstein or Steve Bastard Bruce? Fucking hell. Who would you listen to between those two, eh? Sure, uh, fucking hell. Exactly, mate. I mean, you've got, <sighs> you've got one with one of the highest IQs in history in Albert Einstein and then Bruce, who's got the IQ of a goldfish. Do you know yep. what I mean? He's got he's got the the strongest desire for bacon or the strongest desire to for knowledge and to further himself and to become a better person. Which was the person that you listened to? Mm. (laughs) Not the bacon obsessed bastard. That is for certain. But it it is it is just now. I think as fans, we've gone through the amazement, the shock, the anger, and it's now just like a helplessness because we keep saying what the club needs to do. We keep seeing what's happening week in, week out, and nobody is taking any ownership. It's not Lee Charlie saying, I'm sorry, this isn't good enough. We have set standards at this club. You are falling below them. And just like, I mean, if you work for a call centre, but then didn't, it's like, it is, it's the same as your call centre manager, right, we've employed you as a customer service advisor, but you've not actually answered any phone calls today, Mr. Bruce. You'd be out the door. You've not yeah. hit. You've not hit the targets. You've not answered one telephone call all day. That's your job. That's your purpose. And if you were doing so terribly at any other job, you wouldn't get a, a couple of million pound payoff. You'd just be showing the door. So I don't see why football so different. But in saying that, if the compensation's a couple of million pound, pay it. Because if we get relegated, mate, how much hundreds of millions does that knock off the well, club? Paid a couple of million to sign the bastard, so hopefully yeah. we can pay a couple of million to sign him off. It's ridiculous, man, Paul. It really is. I'm, I'm just, I'm just tired of it because we'll go, we'll go through these podcasts now. and We'll rarely talk about the football. Very yeah. rare now. Because there's no football being played, mate. No, there's exactly. none being played by Newcastle United. It's, 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 it's just know. a rendition of Bruce Ball, and I'd rather I'd rather talk about Corey or something than talk about fucking Bruce Ball, mate, because it's about as entertaining as Corey. Um yeah. it's, it's about as fun as stubbing your bastard toe, mate. Yeah. It 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 literally is that awful that we don't play football. There was no football played yesterday. Like I said to you before, we can't defend, we can't tackle, we can't pass, we can't cross the ball, we can't take a set piece. Um, 
you know, so what 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 is that? We can't even take a throw in, mate. Our throw ins are even disgusting. Oh no. So there's no oh, hope. No hope, mate. No, there's not. There's nothing at all, mate. It's just it's getting worse and worse and worse. And yesterday reminded me a lot of um when we lost four one, five one to Chelsea, Chelsea and the McLaren. Yeah. And then they went on the two week break, they lost to the Stoke and then they lost to Bournemouth and they called it a day um with with uh, McLaren. They're not learning the lessons, mate. They're just not. I mean, this bloke is taking what the relegation zone. If we keep Bruce from now at the end of the season, I don't care how shit the bottom three currently are, we will finish beneath we will finish beneath one of them and we'll get relegated for the third time in thirteen seasons, man. It's yeah. it's disgraceful for a club of Newcastle stature to be talking about a third relegation in thirteen years. The club had only been relegated twice before he came in, Ashley, and it's three times in that in that time in the span he's been here. He's, he's got to go, and Bruce has got to go too. It's emb- hmm. it's embarrassing, and, and the thing is, I, I hope the likes of Alan Shearer, um, and, and the likes of, of them who are good friends with Steve Bruce, are being as critical as they are in media to his face. Because I, I think sometimes you need to hear it from mates. You know, clearly he doesn't give a shit what the fans think. Because if he did, he would have he would have fell on his sword already. But hopefully, the likes of Alan Shearer are having a word in his ears, are telling him, "Look, you are fighting an impossible task. You are making the club worse. You are not making it better. And if you care about the club as you say you do, and that you say that your parents cared, your father cared about the club, if you care." As much of that, McBruce, then you would just literally piss off. All you are doing at the moment is going there for the money, just to keep Mrs. Bruce in pearls. Um, yeah. You know th- that 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 is it. And um, you know, w- when does it get to a point, mate, that that you sit there and you lose, you lose? Surely, when you're in football, you want to win all the time. And when you lose so much, and he talks, well, we've won five times this season. We're at the halfway point. We don't look like we're going to win another five. We don't even look like we're going to score another five goals. And that's the worrying thing. It's not as if, mate, if if last night we'd have come there and we'd have had, I don't know, seven, eight, nine shots on target, we'd had another seven or eight off target, and we thought, look, we lost the game, but we swung a few punches, and eventually we'll land and we'll give somebody a pasting. in. There was none of that. We're not even close to a win. So what is giving him the confidence about rolling our sleeves up? We don't look like it scoring a goal. We it don't isn't. look like it. Never mind winning a game, mate. We don't look like scoring a fucking goal. The, the press conferences. The press conferences he's doing. He's just running through the motions, mate. I don't genuinely believe he believes what he's saying. Yeah. Um, this is starting from uh, from the lads of true faith. But in the last thirty-seven games, we've we've picked up thirty-nine points. In, th- in the last 37 games Bruce has had as manager, that's below the 40-point mark. That's not good enough to stay in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's we not need another five wins. And, and, and at least another five wins, mate. And even then, it, like, look at look at them in that in them 37 games. Look at the amount of games where we've been fluky, lucky, um, where we've nicked a dodgy penalty or shit house for a way to a win. Like we're not quality, we're not we're not showing what with the quality that we're able to. We're, well, we're not showing the quality that we have in abundance in terms of the players that we sign. I mean, no yeah. goals, no goals, not playing nine, and you've spent eighty million on attackers, mate. 
Do you know what I mean? That It's unforgivable. That's the most any manager in Newcastle history has had on attacking players. And he hasn't scored. And we haven't managed a goal in nine games. Look, look at some play. of the other teams, mate. Look at Aston Villa, right? Pound for pound, player for player, right? And, and if you look at the job Dean Smith's doing. He's getting more out of those players than the sum of its parts. So he's getting mm-hmm. more out of the Aston Villa machine than the sum of the parts put together. We've got expensive parts, but the the outproduction is so pathetic and low. He's actually reducing their levels down. You know, if if their levels are all at at, at hundred, he's knocking them down to like single figures. Where if the Dean Smith, he's got players who may be on 30, 40, but he's getting a hundred, hundred and fifty out of them. He's getting yeah. two hundred out of them. Do you know what I mean? He is getting he's, he's managing to extract more juice more juice out of the fruit than what Steve Bruce is doing. Um, and and I find it unbelievable. And I think he's pinning a lot of his hopes on uh, Alan St. Maximin. But he's been out seven weeks, mate. And I think he's going to take three or four weeks to get back up to anywhere near the correct standard. And then it's trust and Bruce. Yeah. It's trust It's trust and Bruce to, to make a system where the Alan St. Maximum and uh, Miguel Miron have enough of the ball to be able to, to affect the match. If they don't have the ball, we aren't going to win football matches. We aren't going to score goals. And last night, even the commentators were saying, Newcastle can't retain any ball possession. Um, and, and there's What's certain players... It, 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 there would, it was awful last night. Uh, Matty gets chucked in because obviously it's one of the traditional big six. So yeah, chuck Matty in. Don't get let him play against some of the so-called lesser sides of the league. So you've chucked him in. I thought Matty looked lost, pissed off. He would rather have been anywhere else, but there. Um, Shelby, Shelby, I I give him. I would have given him a zero, a zero out of ten because he's Me. got the movement. Oh, oh God. I, I literally I was screaming, you, you baldy bastard, come on, put the chef in, break his because he does, he looks so unfit, he looks like he's smoked 40 fags before he plays every game. He moves as much as a telegraph pole. Beside him, you've got a striker playing as a winger who can't cross, can't pass, can't turn, can't score, can't tackle in Joe Linton, the only Brazilian who can't actually play football, and we paid 40 million for him for him. You've got Miggy on the other side who who's who was picking the ball up yesterday in the right back slot. And then he's right running 40, 50 yards with the ball. Try, and he was beating a couple. And he was beating some of their players. But then there was nobody else there to pass the ball off to, to, to do anything with. There was no space to get a shot in. Um, and Emil Kraft, if I could have given a minus number out, I would have given a minus number out. That is disgusting. He should never play for the club again. He's not good enough. He's not no, championship he's not. standard. He's not league one standard. He was fucking awful. The cells looks a frail, frail version of of his previous self. I thought Clark looked okayish. Um, I thought Jamal Lewis looked okayish. I thought Carl Darlow kept us in it, but his kicking last night was fucking atrocious. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm not having a go at Darlow, but his kicking was fucking bad. He nearly conceded a goal through his poor. Just it was like poor feet. And it went out for a, a fucking corner. I, I was literally uh, shitting through a straw. At this point, Andy Carroll, as a lad and a character, yeah, as a lad and a character, I, I, I love him. He was a PR signing. Yes, he, he covered a lot of crown, but he got no shots in. He did nothing. He gave away free kicks all of the time. 
you can see there, and it's just all the the hers and the size and the this, that, and the other. And as I said before, Callum Wilson isn't even making the runs that he was making before when we were, like you said before, shithousing penalties or 94th minute equalizers and stuff like that. We don't look as if we're going to score. We can't take throw-ins. We can't take crosses. And our set pieces have been shite for fucking years. And how come our so-called manager who's been in the game for how long, with how many games and this, that, and the other, can't see what I've just reeled off as problems in the playing the playing group, and then they're walking off, they're walking back on the pitch at half time, and not one of them's having a laugh with each other, talking to each other. There seems to be no connection. They've cancelled the team meetings. Bruce has come out and said recently, so there's no team meetings, there's no team bonding, there's no togetherness at all. Just dead. And it, yeah, it's dead. Stick the fork in you because because you, you you're done. Yeah, it, it, you're you're like. And and I I was telling the missus I, I says um I wish they give me it I wish they give me the manager's job at the end of the season because I'm telling you now if I was in that dressing room they'd feel a fucking presence because never mind hair dryers or teacups literally talk about drop kicking grannies I'd be picking grannies up and and literally hoying them and beating Joe Linton with a granny for being the fucking dear life <laughs> like you fucking daft bastard do you know what this fucking is this round thing. Do you know what you're supposed to do with it? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I mean, thought... I'd berate you on the podcast, mate, if uh, you took the took the job and didn't uh, release Emil Croft immediately. Like, oh, I'd release him from about the fucking twenty fifth floor on the skyscraper. Straight <laughs> out, you bastard! One he's down. Atrocious. The amount of mistakes he made last night, the amount of times he was out of position. Yet the worst thing is the the the, the, the Swedish groups. The, the, the commentators have the audacity to blame the players for the way we're going on. I mean, Steve Bruce said after Sheffield United, uh, or or I take full responsibility, but he's, since then he's done nothing but blame the players. I mean, yeah, come on. It's fucking ridiculous, man. Um, there's a players that aren't good enough, but the it does come to the manager. I mean, how many players under Bruce have regressed totally and that have just became a shell of themselves? Look, nearly every one of them. Lascelles isn't the same player. Clark isn't the same player. Fernandez isn't the same player. Although the Fernandez and Clark are still solid players, they're not what they were under Rafa. Jamal Lewis has fell off a cliff in terms of his form. Mate, and, and now the contract, they're out of contract. You think these players would be literally bursting the gut, but they probably want to be off. In all honesty, they've not got the connection to the club. They've not got the connection that me and you've got. They don't bleed in the same way for the club as what the likes of us do. And and there's too many players made that have allowed too... This wouldn't happen at any other club because if a player was out of contract this summer, then last summer, at the latest, they should have had contracts sorted out. You shouldn't be going into the last few months relying on players who at the moment, it appears, the club don't want. No. You sit there, yeah, you're thinking, are, are they leaving them like this to see what, what, what league we're in? Are they leaving them because there's going to be a massive clear out because we're going to have new owners and potentially influx of new players? But oh, there's players in there that, that that shouldn't be in the last six months. They can go and sign with other teams now abroad, and then you've got a, you've got a player. You know you could you you could you like lose Yedlin now, but he'd still be playing for us for the next couple of months. Or you know it, it's it's just crackers. And and you you look at Yedlin. He's come in and he's not a great player. He's not a great player. But Swap is he better than Emil Craft? 
yes, he is. My grand's better than Emil Kraft, and she passed <laughs> years ago. So, but so, the, how does Yedlin feel, and how does Mankio feel, who keeps being sat on the bench, if Emil Kraft, who is the definition of an oxygen thief, is playing, and they're not, and, and yet Yedlin hasn't. I know he's not fantastic, but he certainly played a lot better than what I saw last night. So, was he, is he a better option than Emil Kraft? Yes. Any fuck is a better option than Emil Kraft. I'd even try Joe Linton at fucking right back because he can't do much worse than Emil Bastard Kraft. And we said this. Loud, mate, you're an idea. Well, I know you, you can imagine. And if you are listening, Bruce, fuck off. Do me a favour. <laughs> yeah, I do a favour. Make piss off. Uh, <laughs> but um, the, I mean, it's not even worth going much into detail when it comes to the match, mate. I'd, One uh, shot, mate. One shot on fucking target. Shot, that was a glorified back pass. Two, two mistakes by Kraft, one by Clark. Um, just shite defending, mate, all, all across the board. Arsenal went up a gear for 10 minutes and the blue were away, mate. They scored three goals. Yeah. Second gear. That, that would be second gear, is it? The, 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 one, yeah. the one last thing I want to address before wrapping up um, is the a comment Bruce made after the match. He said there was no... That he likes women's underwear. <laughs> there, was the no, um, there was no like inquest after the game nothing nobody said any according to bruce nobody said anything in the changing rooms after the game ha, why we haven't won in eight we haven't scored in we've scored once in nine games nine and there's no inquest like where's your Jamal Lascelles? Where where's the like, where's your Kieran Clarks? Where's Debravka? Where are these le- like leaders to say lots? Yeah. Hey, give Chelsea. It Short it out. Where's the, where's the manager? Like saying we need to get um, sorted out instead of just saying oh we'll plug away and we'll it's just it's just a runner form a lower team has it's not it's what a relegation team has a no. team in free fall. It's it's ridiculous, Paul. The thing is, mate. The thing is, mate. We've said before. You can, yeah, I totally agree on the fact that as a bottom half table team, you can go on a bad result, uh, sorry, a sequence of bad results, and have a little bit of bad form. However, you, you can also be unlucky. But what you can't be is consistently for nine matches having one shot on target against Brentford reserves. You can't be having um, one shot on target against Arsenal. You can't be. Go, you know, like not a great Arsenal. Let, let you know. Let's face it. You can't play the free promoted sides from last season and drop your pants and 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 say, oh well, the good teams and and sit back and be absolutely petrified. As I said uh, earlier on, we're not even close to scoring a goal. Never mind scoring a couple of goals. Never mind towards a good performance. Never mind towards defending for ninety minutes. We're we're, we're absolutely. Nowhere near getting a victory. We're a million miles away. So I would say, where's your Matty Longstaff as a Geordie lad? Because I'm telling you something, mate, right? If I'm in that dressing room and the and Charlie has seen common sense and he said, right, you sort them out, will you? I'm off to go and fucking play tiddlywinks with the missus. Right, fuck off. Let me sort this fucking problem out. Like I said, I'd have picked up Tom, Dick or Harry, who was working at Arsenal and I'd have been beating every single one of those with said Tom, Dick and Harry. I would have been <laughs> peeling paint off the dressing room fucking walls. And I wouldn't be there tucking them. Yeah, I wouldn't be tucking them onto the coach and stuff like that. I'd literally, I'd have tied Joe Linton and I'd have dragged the cunt back 
up on the Tyndale coach all the way up to the fucking northeast from London. And I took the rest of them in the fucking boot underneath the fucking bus. And I'd have roughhoused them up and put some the fear of fucking God into them and taught them a little bit about respect and what it means to play for our football club and a little bit about the 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 the, the club and the badge and what it means. And I, I would not be accepting it. When they were coming off, Bruce should have been straight in and said, right, we're fucking sorting this out. That was pathetic. I said I wanted a, a response. And he could have played that Leicester City clip behind him. That is what I'm talking about with regards to a response. That's what I want to see on the pitch. That's the level of commitment yeah, I... to every single fucking ball. And that is the sort of straight talking. But all you'll get of Bruce is, mm, well, you know... We'll roll our sleeves up, wear his original, and he sits there at the side of the pitch for the entire 90. I was watching the dirty old bastard today, hands in his pockets, doing goodness knows what for the entire fucking game. The dirty bastard. He wants to literally, he wants to be catapulted. Like I said, I, I'd have tied, in fact, I'd have tied Steve Bruce behind the coach and I'd have dragged him up beside Joe Linton, who, let's face it, must be the Brazilian love child of Steve Bruce because there's some way that that lad keeps getting into the team. Yet you've got Isaac Hayden sat on the bench, who, to me, I don't know about you, mate, to me, this season has not done anything else wrong. Yet you've got him on the bench, yet you've got a lazy bastard like John Joe Shelby who won't tackle, who won't pass, who can't score, who can't do anything in the middle. You've got Joe Linton, the Brazilian love child of Steve Bruce, sat there out wide on, on the left. And you've got honest, hard grafters. Because if you're not going to get anything else, then that's what I want. I want some honesty. I want a few bite. You know, yeah, a little bit of bite. Uh, and and people were saying last night, oh, Maddie's a bit like David Batty. I didn't see a David Batty performance on there. I'd love a few David Batty performances in in, in that pitch last night. Yeah, I didn't see, I didn't see any of that, mate. Any. And and and, and if and if the warning signs aren't going off at Lee Charney's house, um, uh, you know, Mike Ashley, wherever he is in the world at the moment, because despite the COVID thing, he's flying around. From fucking um, well, from wherever he wants to. I just hope to wake up and realise what's what before it's too late. Make a managerial appointment, get somebody incompetent, sign a few players. We're supposedly in for Chowdhury or fucking Leicester, and st we're still banging about um, uh, Brandon Williams. Is it from Manchester United? So we have to a left back and a central midfielder. I think we're desperate for the central midfielder and some legs. Um, but if 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 you're if you're not going to be picking Dwight Gale, then I think we need uh, we need strikers. We need the extra goals up top because um, honestly, honestly, I, I've I've seen more work out of Cisco uh, than I've seen out of some of our strikers recently. I really, really have. It's as bad oh, as I'll be. It is, it's that level of bad, man. Um, I, I take. Not... I tell you what. I take. Jocelyn over Joe Linton any day of the fucking week. There you go. I would as well. Uh, in a heartbeat, I'd take, I'd take Jocelyn over Joe Linton. Uh, at least Jocelyn gave gave his mm. fight and gave, gave a fought for the shirt. He was shit, but he always wore his heart on his sleeve and he always tried. Honest, honest, honest shit as compared to just lady, lazy fucking uh, you know, greedy uh, shit. I mean, my only thing I keep thinking about is uh, the fact, obviously, his missus had a baby recently, and that was nine months after he scored that goal in the cup. Maybe he's scared that every time he fucking um, scores on the pitch, he's got to fucking knock her up and having another fucking burn or something like that. But um, Jesus fucking knows. I mean, I've seen some frauds. I, it reminds me of that lad 
who uh, Graham Souness signed for Southampton, who was the relation of George Ware or something like oh, that. Yeah, I. Yeah, do you remember him? And he was absolutely fucking dog shite. Obviously, they didn't spend 40 million quid on him. Like, we've had our pants down, but... Oh, honestly, mate, he's got the turning circle of a fucking hippopotamus. Uh, he, he can't do anything. He, 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 he's never seen a football in his fucking life. Never. And still plays every single game. He's got to be the love child of fucking Steve Bruce. Like the, the thing is, though, mate, I, I, every, like most of them players, I would give another chance under a new manager because they're not being coached, mate. That's the problem. They can't, they can't play any worse. Training. Training can't play any worse. Training's non-existent. You can tell that by the interviews. You can tell that by um what the fact what is we're like when we're playing games. No, no goals. Constantly conceding goals, and we're just—it's not sleepwalking into relegation, mate. It's just we're already there now. Um, we just need dead man walking. Basically, all, all it's going to be uh, dead men walking. Go, dead men walking into relegation. Um, that'd be the name of the title if I didn't have a um, didn't have a better one already lined up. <laughs> use but, that for the next fucking one because we'll probably get done over yeah, by yeah, as well. We'll get beat off Villa. I'll use it for the next one, mate. Sure, but um, yeah. It, it, honestly, I'm I'm getting bloody tired of it. Every week, where we we just say we we'll have to say this. It's like the vo- trying Similar to stretch the vo- vocabulary as far as possible, but saying exactly the same thing in conclusion. Like I've seen, because I've started paying more attention to like the the YouTube scene and the podcast scene again, um, and the true faith true faith lads are the ones that I've taken a liking to recently, um. They they've got a bang on. They're frustrated. Uh, the Gallagher shots lads who I watched recently as well. They they've got a bang on. They're frustrated. It's it's just a vicious circle, man. Everybody is frustrated, and it needs to be. We need to. If nothing improves by Villa or I think by the Villa game or by the Leeds game, he's got to go, mate. We've got to win at least one of them games. To, got to, to keep yeah, ahead you're of right. water. We've got to win one of them. You've got to stop the rot. You've got to try and stop the rot. And and, and the thing is, there's people wishing Newcastle to lose. I never, ever wish Newcastle no, to I'll lose. I'll never wish them to lose. It, like. I, I can't. I can't. I, I, I literally can't do it. But if we do lose against Aston Villa, um, then for the love of Christ, surely. I mean, do, can we not hear off Lee Charney? Can Lee Charney not come out and say, how he plans to make this club better. What's the plan to, to improve us? What's there the plan? One, That's there, there just doesn't seem to be. And and I know he's one of the lowest paid um, MDs in the league, but he's not even he's justifying that. Where, where is he? Where is that little scrot? Where the fuck is he? And and, and well, he's why is he? He's mate. He's probably furloughed himself, the daft bastard. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Charlie had furloughed himself. But uh, it's just crazy. I mean, obviously, this game against Aston Villa is, is a reward for getting knocked out of the FA Cup. Uh, we've both got a free day against Aston Villa. But we've got to take advantage, mate. That They've had COVID players. They're going to have players who are struggling to recuperate. They've got to play Manchester City. Then us a couple of days later, I, I do believe. We've got to take advantage of that. We've got to be ruthless. We've got to put a bit of aggression um, and a bit of nastiness into our game um, and be absolutely hell-bent, single-mindedly, like a man possessed to get some fucking points on the board because we've got to get into the into the 20s and then get up into the 30s and just hope that we've got enough steam from somewhere 
to get us over the line and pray that there's three worse teams than us well, uh, who also haven't got any money to spend this month. I'm hoping that steam may comes in the form of um, Alan St. Maximin because, honestly, when he comes back, he was starting to drop off form-wise anyway because Bruce elected to play him as a second striker in a three for, in a 5-3-2 formation. He was starting to drop off form-wise, but when he comes back, you probably feel like he's got the weight of the world on his shoulders, mate. He really yep. will. I, I, honestly, it's a bit of a bold one, mate, but I'll go for a new formation uh, when Maximin gets back. Uh, I'd play Fraser on the left, uh, Maximin on the right, and play a 4-3-3 because I think the midfield is so... It's just so far apart at the minute. With it's two, shit. So you might as well just give the fuck up on it. Uh, exactly. It needs uh, like you need to give up. But I think Hayden is the centre defensive midfielder. I think Matty is one of the midfielders, and then you play. Um, you you. The thing is, who goes in the middle with them? Because I wouldn't trust Shelby as far as I could throw him. No, nah. Miggy's not a centre midfielder. Hendrick's shit. It's like I I think four three three would work but would need a new midfielder to come in. So if we bring in Hamza Chowdhury, he would probably go in that midfield free for me and then you go from there. But like, we just need we need something from somewhere, mate. And I have no faith in Steve Bruce to deliver that at all. Me, I'm no. pinning all my hopes on Alan St. Maxman to come in and have a bit of a masterclass with Callum Wilson up, up, the, up the top of the field and hope someone has an off day against him. But other than that, mate, there's nothing much after yeah. that in terms of hope. No, there isn't, and and then you get to the summer, and even if I mean if 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 we go down, we lose your your ASMs of the world, um, and your Miggies of the world and stuff. But even if even if we stay up, how much more can these better players stomach of these bang average awful players? And 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 I, I don't care what what they say to to the press mate. If you are in the midfield alongside Joe Linton, you're looking at him thinking you fucking bastard. The best part of you dribble down your mother's ass crack. You fucking useless cunt. You're not going to pass to him, are you? Because he's fucking useless. You know he's going to give the ball away. Even if you like him as a bloke, he might be a lovely lad, canny lad, all right, and all this sort of thing. Um. But if he's a shit footballer, you're not going to want to fucking pastor him. You're not going to want to see him in the team alongside you. And again, it's just another demotivation. And the club is like a vortex of hopes and dreams. Uh, cathedral on the hill. It's like the fucking crematorium. Yeah. Um, much, That's it, it is. But I, I just implore if anybody from the club is is, is uh, listening or hears this or anybody knows that just act before it's too late. Don't assume that the name of the club or the size of the contracts that we pay out or a sprinkling of some good players will necessarily mean that we we stay up. And, and don't gamble the future of the club thinking that we'd come straight back because there's no guarantees. I implore you to do, to, to do something. Just do something. Try something. Stop doing the same bastard things over and over again and please whatever you do teach some fuck it across a ball and shoot and fucking target man that, i mean that's a bare minimum mate but i still think steve bruce has got to go um yeah that's, that's the final thing from me in this podcast like i think we've i think we've spoken enough regarding the subject i mean we didn't really speak much about the game let's <laughs> do get it twisted we never do these days but um there's there's nothing to talk about mate what one shot of target one target, a target that to to be to be fed, 
uh, the Arsenal cover, uh, goalkeeper could have farted on and it would have kept it out the fucking back of the net. It was a glorified back pass. We didn't out. Simple, simple as. One shot on target, glorified back pass, um, and we gifted Arsenal. They didn't have to break a sweat. Uh, they get three points, and all of a sudden they think that the world beat us again when, when they're not they're out special. No, they're not. It's just where ridiculous you shit under Steve Bruce. But yep. Steve Bruce, get out my club. Um, I'm gonna wrap 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 it up there, Paul. I think. Um, yeah. I hope I'm. I'm just praying when we come to film this on Monday because obviously it's another late kickoff, so it'll be the next day. That we've got so much positive to talk about, man. Just something. A final win. Whether it's a new player or, or, or just a good result, or you know, because I want to be proved wrong. It's not I'm sitting here saying, Oh, I'm right all the time. I want to be proved wrong by Bruce and the lads. But one game isn't just going to do it, Paul. I'm not going to just flip the switch and forget the last eight games and go, Oh, we're well played. You know, you need to start putting the right things into motion. And if Bruce doesn't act now, then he's got to go, man. Yeah. I already think he needs to go. But if they're giving him the benefit of the doubt, that being the board, he's he's got to change something now because even yeah. with how patient they've been with him, he will get sacked. The same the same fucking board mate who aren't giving him two fucking pennies to spend. So that tells you everything that you know uh, need to know about the um, the trust of the management with Steve Bruce. He's just a cheap option who's a puppet who's grateful for any opportunity he gets. Um, and I just implore, if there is a change in manager before the Aston Villa game, they don't do, and they don't make the stupid appointment like putting a Mark Hughes or somebody else shit in. There's no point jumping out of the frying pan into the fire. We need change. We need somebody decent and competent sat in the seat, guiding the, uh, the team and seeing us all, all, all over the finish line. But I have no confidence in the fact that anybody at the club will uh, will do it. Yeah anything and it's going to be another difficult game against um aston villa as much as that pains me to say because they are one of the teams as you know that i love 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 to beat exactly mate i mean yeah for me um it's it's a it's a must win game but i just fingers crossed next week got something to be positive about me but um for now we'll uh, we'll wrap we'll wrap up this um this I think it's the 41st episode of uh, the Anyone for Baiting podcast. And uh, yeah, we'll love you and leave you as always. Um, it's been, even though it's in negativity, and sometimes we may, may, we're, we're quite frankly sick of talking about Steve Bruce being shit. Um, although that's the case, we do we do enjoy filming the podcast and we do enjoy uh, interacting with you on a daily basis. But we'll love you and leave you, and uh, we'll catch you on the next one. Hopefully, a positive one, that is. See you later, everyone.